Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Cuban Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Las Vegas. The, the night before the fight. That's Tyson's voice in the background, if anyone was wondering. Um, Paris, how are you? Very good, thank you, Coogan. Bit late. Coogan's working after hours. Yeah, never stop. There's not really a shut-off point. Someone did ask me the other day and said, when do you stop? If I had to do one at three in the morning, see if yeah, he if went you... to me there, rung me and went, three in the morning, I feel like I've got something to say. You I'll know, I'd be you over. You'd be there. <laughs> I'd be Pull out. it from a gun, Coogan, be at the door. I'd be over. You come over yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. How's it been this time around, kind of him in camp, and are you just used to it now? totally used to it, it's normal, but um, the only difference this time was I left it late to come over to the fight and I didn't like that, I wouldn't do it again. Why, why specifically did you, did because that happen this the time? The little baby wasn't very well and he had two weeks in hospital and then it was like getting him better coming back and then I just thought, you know what, I can't leave the kids for too long this time, so we, I think I'll only be over here for like five days hmm. in total, so the kids aren't left alone for too long. So. so when you are like here, who has your kids now? My mum has the kids. Yeah. She always has them. She goes, um, at the minute she comes up to my place and she watches them at our house. So um, the big kids can stop in school and that. It's better. So he's been away for what, a month now, roughly? Yeah, he's been in America for about a month. Um, so I, did, I haven't seen him for like three or four weeks. So it was good to get over and see him, to be truthful. Hmm. Because I was watching. Obviously, like his brothers come over, and they come over uh, last week, and some friends was over last week. They was all making it for like a ten-day trip. So for the last four or five days, I've been looking at all the photos coming back and social media and all the feeds of everybody being here, and I thought oh, it just made it worse. It just rubbed it in. It was salt in the wound that I wasn't here. Mm. So definitely was looking forward to getting over. So this is the third time Tyson's fought uh, as a 
professional in America. Obviously, Steve Cunningham all those many years ago. Yeah. In, in New York. And then obviously Wilder fighting in LA, and now he's making his Las Vegas debut. So this one's been a long time coming, the Las Vegas debut, because Tyson always said he wouldn't come to Vegas until he was fighting here. Oh really? Is that, yeah. Definitely. I think I heard him say that actually. Yeah. He always said it. He always maintained he wouldn't come here until he was fighting. And there was like loads of opportunities where there was even like friends of his that was fighting here. And he'd, the people would call him and say, please come, and why don't you come? And obviously he'd always have friends that say, let's get out to the fight. And he'd say, no, I'm not going, not till I fight there. And I was like, yes, no boy trip for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out well. <laughs> yeah, it's quite mad to think um, kind of this far into his career that, yeah, he's not fought out here before. But I suppose with this new ESPN deal, it's kind of, that's all changed that now. So Yeah. I mean, Tyson always wanted to fight at home. It's always, ideally, if he could fight in Manchester for all his home fans, fight in the UK for his home fans. Mm. Because he got offered to fight in America many times, but it was just the principle, like, you're better off fighting at home just to, just for your fans, not for any reason for Tyson. It didn't make difference if he fights in here, there or anywhere. But it was better for the fans. Like, now, you're kind of hearing them saying, like, they're missing out because obviously not everyone can get abroad. So... It's been, it's hard for that way, but it's also the excitement of being somewhere new is quite a good feeling. Hmm. I just want to kind of go back to, um, I, think, I think the last time we actually did an interview was straight, not the morning after the fight, actually. Uh, I remember we was in that hotel and um, where Tyson was having a press conference and yeah, it was quite kind of a bizarre night uh, in LA, everything that happened. Um, uh, you know what, I don't think I felt well for like a week after that fight. It was the worst fight he'd ever had, and it was the best fight he'd ever had in another sense. So it was just a horrible feeling afterwards. I was like, didn't like it, didn't want him to fight anymore. Wanted to, to end the lot. The feeling that I got that night, and the stress and the pressures that it put us under, it was terrible. But he obviously felt great about it. He knew he'd won, and I knew he won, but it just wasn't that. It was just, there was obviously, the risk involved in boxing. It's major, so to watch your husband or your partner get knocked down in such a way isn't nice to be seen. What was, do you remember kind of what the immediate thought that went in your head as soon as you see that happen? I think. Yeah, the first thought was he's dead. That was the first thought. Really? Because when he didn't get up, and I know Tyson will always get up if he can get up, and when he didn't, then first few seconds, I thought, like, he's hurt, he's really hurt. And uh, I was big having the baby, so I remember chucking his brother Shane over the barricade. So I couldn't climb over it. So I sort of like remember like pushing him over and saying, "Go to him, go to him." And then I saw him get up. Wow! Like, because he'd already been down once, so this was the second getting up. And then I thought, like, just survives, just just cover up, survive. And he went running straight into him. And won the rest of the round. But I didn't see it that way. All I kept thinking was, "You idiot! You idiot!" Like to me, obviously, I was—I explained this to someone the other day. You've got fight or flight mode, and I obviously must have flight mode. So I think, like, when you get hit, just get out of there. And he doesn't. If he gets hit, he wants to keep going. Hmm. It's interesting, kind of your take on that, because everyone in the arena were like, kind of, were stunned, and no one was expecting Titan to get up. But I suppose you, being as close as you are. Um, to Tyson, your immediate thing would probably be to think the worst when you said, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, yeah, you're going to think the worst straight that's away. that's what you do, you think the worst automatically. Like, if I, if I, if the kids move out of my eyesight for two minutes, they've been stole. Like, that's it, right? It's like, your worst yeah. fear comes to the front first. Like, and I'm always like the worst of the worst. It's, I don't, I always think the worst. 
So yeah, that's what happened. But obviously, I knew what it was. Is I know if Tyson can get up, he'll get up, as he proved. Yeah. But it took him a bit longer that time. It's, I mean, it's it's kind of a moment in in not just heavyweight boxing, in boxing that kind of it kind of took over the actual result of the fight, the fact that he didn't win the fight itself, everything, that, that kind of moment. No, kind that of round just will go down. That round, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's cemented its place in the history books, hasn't it? Absolutely. People are still talking about it now. It's like six, seven months on. Yeah. Um, how's it kind of been since then up until now, obviously? Uh, what's been kind of happening in that period? It's been great. He had a few uh, few months off. He trained every day, but we had uh, quite a few months at home together. Because uh, with the Tyson looking at, like at the ESPN deal that he's went with, um, the fights wasn't getting made as quick. So obviously it's been a while since he's been in the ring. So it was great for us. We had him at home for a while. Hmm. So that was nice. And then uh, he signed this great deal. Everything's been great with everyone here at ESPN. And he's got his promoter Warren as well. And it, it, it's all merged really well. Thank God it's all gone really good. Hmm. Tyson's happy and that's all that matters. Obviously an MTK backing him as well. He's MTK's done a great job for the last, whatever, three years, four years, however long Tyson's been involved with them. They've been doing a great job with him. And um, I think they do really well with other boxers as well. I think it's great what they do with the other boxers. Hmm. And they really try and help the little man as well. So when kind of the ESPN deal was on everyone's lips, it was kind of a little bit of a shock to everyone. I know it was kept on the wraps about that deal until it was announced, but is that something that he come and discuss with you about? Yeah, we went yeah. through we, we talk about like me and Tyson talk about all his deals that come and all his who he's gonna fight and we talk about these things together. He'll say to me, I don't know how much I matter like, but <laughs> he says, what do you think, Paris? And what do you think to this? And this has been talked about, and this opponent's been put up, and we talk about it. And for what I, my knowledge of the situations will be, and I put me 10 pence in, and we discuss the matter together. And we said about this one, with it being in America, that we'd probably be in America a lot. Um, we've even talked about coming moving over here. But yeah. I don't know. It's ideally, if we can stay at home, I mean, that's it, we're from home. But you, you, you guys are kind of really family orientated and yeah. it's, it would be a big decision, obviously, for you to kind of, you know, even if it was just you, Tyson, and the kids, but then yeah. you're kind of, all your family's back home in England. Yeah, this is the thing, obviously, that's... But if it was, if we did move over here, I'm sure it would only be for a few years, maybe five years, ten years. And it doesn't affect us, because I've travelled everywhere with Tyson before. I've seen us live, like, literally, like, four or five months of the year out of the country and then have two weeks home and back again. Hmm. But um, it's always nice to know you're going to go home. Um, so if we did come here, it wouldn't matter. And ideally, it would probably be a great holiday destination for all the family, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's worse places to be. Yeah. Um, Kind of when I was came here, I did a, a long interview with Tyson, where he was kind of talking about all kind of random things, and you know, he was talking about still that he still has these kind of good days and bad days, and I was kind of interested to know what consisted of a, of a bad day, and he said it could just be anything that kind of, and you, you're going to be uh, in a position to kind of answer this more than anyone as well. What kind of things would set him off that being a bad day? He said if he has a bad start in the morning, it's then simple as stubbing his toe, he could go into a bit of a bad day. Um, but luckily, at the minute, if he has a bad day, he sort of recognises it, and hmm. spins it round, and it works well because before these last couple of years, before he come 
well with himself. Um, he'd last for weeks in a lull and he wouldn't pull out of it and he'd think, what's the point in pulling out of it? Where now he sort of sees if he's having a bad day or he's having a bad couple of days, he'll spin it and he'll think like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something. Like we're going to go do something positive. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to take the kids off. We're going to go get a shower and a shave. And it's just silly little things like that that brings him back round. Um, but, I mean, everyone keeps saying he's well and he's healthy and, he's, and, and everything's going great, but there's always that worry in the back of your mind that it can come back. Is that what you worry about? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I don't really say it to Tyson because I don't want it to be like something that I can put on him to say, like, oh, you could have this problem again, but... Anybody realistic would think that way, wouldn't they? Yeah, but because we, we from the outside, when we're kind of just seeing Tyson being Tyson, basically, like he has been. I mean, he's literally, from you, was there at the, the weigh-in today when he's got everyone up and, and playing, singing and, and everything yeah. as well. And he was like that at the press conference the other day. And I think when we kind of see that side of Tyson, we assume that everything is okay always and he's in a better place, which he quite evidently is. But then... Being with him 24 hours a day and spending kind of your life with him, yeah. which is what you do, then you'll kind of see... The good and the bad times. The good and the bad as well. Yeah. yeah, and of course everybody has good and bad days, but we've seen the result of Tyson having his bad days. Mm. And it's more severe than most people's bad days. Mm. So it's always something that lingers in the back of your mind. I just hope everything just stays good. If Tyson can stay on track. I think, I can't remember what you said that... I'm pretty sure you said to me that you didn't think he was going to box again. Is that what you said? Is that what you no, used to think? No, I always knew he would box again. Yeah. I always knew he would box again. It just seemed, it seemed like how was it was something that no one could get their head around, and I couldn't get my head around how mm. was he going to box again. That one I didn't know. Yeah. To say I knew he'd box again, I always told everybody. You just didn't know how he'd get there. To, I just didn't know. Yeah. And looking at him, at the state he got at one point, I really did like look and think, how are you ever going to get back from this? But I always knew he would. Hmm. Even though I didn't know how it would happen. Yeah. I so I couldn't remember the exact, yeah, yeah, of what you said the last time we spoke before the fight, Wilder fight, but yeah, that, what you're saying makes sense now. Mm -hmm. um, but to look at from that position up until now, like 18 months ago, yeah. uh, when Tyson was out in Monaco. I mean, Excuse me. That's all right. Uh, when he was out in Monaco and kind of, he was probably at his biggest weight there. Um, yeah, we just worked out. I think he made it like really big, 400 pounds. And he was uh, he was very, very heavy at that stage. I mean, I was just looking at both of them. I mean, that was less than two years ago. I know. I was thinking this. But you know what it is? He was dedicated to change. Hmm. And it worked. And he's happy since he's done it. And he's, I, I, you can see the difference. Since he's done, he's lost his weight and he's back. He's happy with, his, with how he's boxing and who he's boxing and where he's training and his trainers and everything. He's really happy with it all. So, it, it's working. It's working really well at the minute. But he was just saying there, sitting there, I don't know if pictures have come up from when, from two years ago, but he was just saying, I don't know how I got myself that big and yeah. kind of in that state. Because I think he's been looking in the mirror at where he is now for so long, yeah. for the last six, 12 months, that he's been in such good condition. And... I think now he's gotten used to himself being well again and being healthy and fit and toned and toned. And to look back, it really does shock you. You think, like, wow, was I really that big? Hmm. Where obviously living it day to day, he knew what state he was in. But I suppose the fact that kind of he's now an active fighter again, mm -hmm. you know, he had those two fights at the, in June. 
uh, oh no, three fights last three year. Fights Sorry, last three year. fights last year. He's got one now mm-hmm. in June, and to think that he hasn't fought for like six six months now is kind of now kind of a period. You know, you were saying I haven't fought for it since yeah. obviously December, and that was at the start of December. So he's an active fighter again. It must have a lot to do with it, kind of how he is in his mindset. Yeah, of course it is because that fighting is what he's always always wanted to do. And he loves it, and he enjoys it. And there was times when he, when he was in a low point, he'd say, "I hate boxing, and what would I want to be boxing for?" And you could see it was false, it was lies, because it was something he'd always done, he'd always wanted to do, and it was all he's ever really dreamed of being and doing. Hmm. Um, he was talking about this a couple of days ago. Actually, he was saying that after the Klitschko win, mm-hmm. um, he said he, he said to you, kind of like enjoy this like moment now because it's it's downhill. From here. from from here. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember him saying it to me. I remember him saying it a, a few times in them first couple of months. And I used to think, what are you on about? Like, you've always wanted to get here. You've won all your belts. You're going to fight now and defend them all. And you've got your rematch. And everyone now, they can't take away what you've done. You've, you've accredited yourself. It didn't mean nothing then. It just, he was too, his brain was too gone to, to understand what he'd done. And, to take it in, or if he did understand what he'd done, it just pushed him over the edge to think that it wasn't good enough. Something wasn't right there. Something he wasn't right. But I mean, in t- just in terms of kind of achievements, the the Klitschko win is like is so big. I mean, when it happened, just for the pure fact of Klitschko was the man at the time. Tyson beat him, took his belts in his backyard. No one gave Tyson a prayer. So all them things kind of equated, and it does make you think. Does does anything actually top that? Will Tyson ever do anything to kind of top that that night in Dusseldorf? Um, I don't know. I think what tops it, if you get to the end of your career and you're unbeaten and you've fought all the champions Everyone, and all yeah. of them, and I mean, does that not beat it? Uh, there's always there's always something better in life, isn't there? Mm. I mean, I know that was the ultimate goal at the time, but once you've meet, met that goal, there's always something more. So he's got. I think he just has to find the time to fit rigor that out. Yeah, because right now we don't know what that is yet. But no. and at the minute he's on top of the world. Mm. Uh, fight night tomorrow. So what's kind of your? How do you spend the day with him tomorrow? Do you spend the day with him tomorrow yeah, on the day of a fight? Just chill out. Just whatever he's doing. If he's eating a bit of food or chill, chilling in the house, I'll just stay with him. I mean, everyone, all my friends here. This is, I've got loads of friends and family about to Vegas, and they're all like, "Do you want to come with us tomorrow? Do you want to come to the pool party? Do you want to come and uh, go see a show? Go for some food? Go shopping?" And I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave him. I wouldn't leave him sitting. I mean, he's not going to be by himself. He's got his full trainers here and his camp and his brothers and that. But I don't leave him now. That's it. Well, until he's done his fight, this ain't a game and it ain't. It's not a pleasure for me because my nerves has gone already and that's it. I'll just be nervous until after the fight's finished. Does it make a difference, kind of, who he's fighting? Well, obviously, Deontay Wilder last time out, so there was, you know, the fact that Deontay Wilder was kind of a fearsome punch but I suppose any fight for you watching every you, single yeah, fight it's the same. is a worry yeah. every single fight no way am I naive to what people can what can happen in the ring and also even if even if they both come out safe but say Tyson loses I know what that would put on his brain and what would happen and it, it also the fact that it would he'd it, be so upset so even if it was like they come out healthy and everything's well but Tyson had a loss like it would just be so terrible for him mm. it's like an emotional problem so it's not something um, you take it all serious. So whoever he's fighting, you take it seriously. But I'm not going to lie. I know who's better than who. And when Tyson was fighting Deontay, I was worried. Of course, you, you knew this man was a better fighter than some others. So 
there's rankings and there's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's uh, records for a reason. And I'm not naive to knowing who's better than who. No, I think we saw with Anthony Joshua a couple of weeks ago that anything's possible in boxing. Exactly. And not to take anything lightly. That's it. But, uh, yeah, Tyson made fun of me for uh, looking into that fight. Ben is sexist. What? Decided. Why? 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 <laughs> because I was on the phone to Tyson the morning after that fight, and I called. I called him up and I said, I "Said you know what?" I said, "I didn't even see that one coming." I said, "Didn't think he'd be the one to beat him. I knew someone would, but I didn't think he'd be the one yeah. to beat him." And uh, I said, "I was surprised." I said, "Because I looked at his record the other day in Boxrec, and I said he'd even been beaten by that other man." Well, Parker. Ben burst out in laughter at the side of him. And he started as well, look at her, checking out Boxrec. I said, look at you two then. I said, because I wouldn't check out Boxrec, would I? <laughs> what you asses. I said, go away then, go and play now, you two big boys. So yeah, they're, uh, they're trying to be big mature men, but they was laughing at me for checking out Boxrec. Well, I'll be honest with you, the majority of the people that watch that fight have probably never seen Andy Ruiz fight. No. They've probably never, they've probably a lot of them have never heard of Andy Ruiz, to be fair, so. I'd heard the man's name a couple of times, but I never like, I never, thought of him as a great contender in the, in the high rankings, so. Don't think Ben doesn't use Boxrec, because you know he does. Oh, I know Ben uses Boxrec. He was laughing at me because I was a girl using Boxrec. Sexist. Sexist. So there, I'm telling him. <laughs> him. I'm telling him what he was saying before. Do you want to go and tell us? She'll fix it. You crack on with Boxrec. That's what it's there for. That's it. It's good. Good old Boxrec. Yeah. Tells you all the info. So, does, would he speak to your kids, like, does they have a fight or not? Who? Will Tyson speak to your kids? Does yeah. they have a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tyson will speak to them. The kids just, they don't, with well, the time difference now, probably. They'll probably be getting up soon, won't they? Yeah, yeah, it's actually. I keep forgetting, I can't figure out the times. It's about six o'clock at home now, because yeah. it's ten o'clock over here. So uh, another couple of hours, unless they're really on one and they're, they're up at six. Granny will kill them. Um, so yeah, they'll be up, but it's a bit awkward with the time difference, but yeah, we'll just talk to the kids and see how they are. And um, the kids, some the big ones, are going to watch the fight, I think. It's on at like four in the morning in the UK. Four or five in the morning, probably. I've got it tuned in, like downloaded it, so whatever you do. Yeah, ordered. Ordered it. <laughs> it ordered it. Um, all right, well listen, I know it's getting late, so I appreciate your time. Needed to, can't have a... Fury fight week and not interview Paris, so. Boring interview, but it's 10 o'clock at night. Well, no, it's not boring, it's not boring at all. Did half hour with Shane yesterday. Yeah. Which went down well. Everyone likes listening to Shane. Good old Shane. Shane tells it as it is, that's why. I know, Shane spoke for 28 minutes, I think I spoke for two. That's alright, you haven't pumped me tonight to try and get some conversation. I'm no, it's good, it's alright, listen, for whatever time it is, what's the time? Oh, it's 10 to 10, this. Uh, it's good. Well, listen, hopefully we'll catch up with you after the fight and hopefully everything goes well uh, tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, got anything you want to add, Paris? Hello, good night, God bless. Welcome to Vegas. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.